We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford at Studio here, uh, here back with you as we um, start a normal week. Hope you had a wonderful day yesterday. Again, um, we had Sunday night show for your Monday show, but uh, plenty of stuff continues to happen, so we'll talk about it today. A uh, bit of a post-mortem on the Sugar Bowl and uh, the Ole Miss season, 10-3 and three for the uh, for the Rebels. So a lot here with you uh, today on a show brought to you every single day for a long time now. Appreciate them very much. The Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford, all Blue Sky locations throughout Mississippi. As uh, as well, we're trying to give you ten free bucks. All you gotta do is you gotta go to the tank, any Blue Sky locations in Mississippi, take a picture of the QR code. It pulls up a little app, Oxford, uh, the Exxon Mobile app, thousand points, ten bucks there with you immediately for that tank you are filling up at the time. There at all Blue Sky locations, lunch specials five sixty nine, two sides bread, thirty two ounce drinks, and more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is that number. You call it. You ask for Corey Clark. And uh, Corey gives you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours on the Ford product that you're interested in. From there, it's up to you. You can shop that quote around or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And that is hop into a Clark Ford. You will love the product. You'll love the service. Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. You'll find out what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. It's the place to go uh, for a burger, po' boy, uh, appetizers, full full bars, great beer selection, all of that. Rafters on the Square in Oxford and uh, also Rafters New Albany. So, uh, John Rice Plumley has officially entered the uh, the transfer portal, which you've known that for a long time. If you followed RebelGrove.com, uh, January 3rd was going to be the date. January 3rd was the date. He, uh, he did that today. I see Rivals this morning says that all the paperwork has been completed. He is officially there. Um, wrote about it yesterday. 
good luck to him. Hope whatever is uh, is next. Again, it's we'll, we'll see. He's got several different options. He's got some quarterback options. Got some other options as well. Some places where he can play both sports. So UCF we'll, uh, appears to be the prohibitive favorite. They appear to be the prohibitive favorite. I think they're willing to let him play quarterback under Gus in that system that obviously people are familiar with. Um, he's not. He can't be eligible for baseball this spring. A lot of people had that wrong. He got into the portal too late for that to be the case. But should he want to do that next season as well, he would be able to uh, do that. UCF's a good baseball program. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that fits from from that standpoint. But early on, because um, everybody, everybody went crazy about the Rich Rod thing. Yeah, of course, Rich Rodriguez will take John Rice Plumlee at Jacksonville State. Duh. I mean, but yeah, that was never going to be a reason for him to just follow him wherever he went. No. Um, and, there and, to and, do that. And I think some people took it as a criticism of Rich Rod. I mean. He did what he should do. No, he just made it, made it clear that, hey, there's a spot for you here if yeah. you want it. No, they have a relationship. They like yeah. each other. Yeah, I think he understood that he probably wouldn't get him. People that kind of ridiculed that was that was weird. It's like, well, of course, Rodriguez loves him. I mean, he's yeah. made it known. Hey, look, if all I mean, good, you know, without quote tampering, end quote, of course, because uh, no one tampers. Yeah. Um, you know, let it be known. Hey, if you want to play here, got a spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll we'll change everything for you. So Indiana, UCF, South Alabama. Nebraska, but UCF, yeah, it does appear to be the uh, the favorite at this moment as they're uh, as they're getting going. So, um, he had an interesting three years. Uh, I think that's you think? that's one way to put it. An interesting three years. Uh, but you know, from a straight, what wasn't going to go start every day. But I mean, frankly, it changes the baseball roster a little bit losing him right now. I mean, we'll get into that way later. But um, he played pretty well. He hit two sixty seven. He gave him kind of a different look on the on, on the diamond last year. So I think I think frankly Mike has the bigger replacement standpoint from uh, from Plumley leaving here. Plus it's a free scholarship. Yeah, Ely was never going to play baseball again here, but Plumley would have played had he uh, had he stayed. So no, Jerry, and, I think Jerry and got a good grade from the NFL, which means what like third. That's what I've heard. Yeah, third round. Like know, and he could have a great pro day and work his way up into the bottom part of the second round. I don't know that he was ever going to get any higher than that. And I think Jerrion was burned out. He was ready to go. I think that's been clear. Well, body language has been clear since September, in my opinion. Yeah. That he had enough, ready to move on. He said all the right things until right after the Sugar Bowl when I think he – Said, okay, I'm not part of it anymore. I'm going to say what I want to say, and then I'm going to get out of here. Because I don't think he followed the company line on Saturday night. He sounded different than everyone else. Yeah. He just talked. It's almost like he didn't have Here's the odd thing about that. Jerrion was more real in that press conference than anyone all year. Yeah, that's what I mean. I he think, dropped the guard. There wasn't the the games and the playing like he typically did. And not in a bad way, just no. whatever during the year. But he was just, yeah, sure, here. I think he knew a ways back. That's why I love the whole, ah, I'm going to wait and think about it. People don't think like that. I mean, th- th- that's not, you don't, hey, you know what? I'm not going to think about Wednesday until Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> whatever you say, champ. I mean, yeah. we're not going to look ahead on the schedule. Yeah. It's even a one-day-at-a-time mentality. Even though if we were gunned ahead, we could tell you the schedule verbatim. But we're not looking ahead. <laughs> no, no. Come on. He knew. He knew he was leaving, said all the right things, and then he left. Yeah, he was never going to play baseball again. No. I, I, I <laughs> The other news last night, Dylan Gabriel uh, – 
committing to Oklahoma, signing with Oklahoma, whatever. Um, I, 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 I told a friend as soon as I saw it, I am so glad right now that Dylan Gabriel did not go to Ole Miss initially. <laughs> I mean, like as soon as I saw that, everybody's like, "Oh my god!" The, you know, like someone was like, "Hey, the, you know, the board's going to be crazy." It's like not like it could have been. Like I mean, in my head, I went, "Oh my god!" Had he come to Ole Miss, committed, not signed or enrolled or whatever, and then Levy takes him to Oklahoma, like I, I would have just taken a week off right now. Like the hell with it, y'all have it. See you next week. It, it it is what it is. I mean, I was like, "Holy hell!" Um. Well, I, I mean. <sighs> I don't want to be the the enemy here, but Jeff Levy's job is now to recruit in Oklahoma, and that's what he did. Dylan Gabriel and Jeff Levy were sort of connected for a while now. Am I missing something? Has he rolled it out? I don't. I mean, I haven't seen anything. I, I mean, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I've not seen that. Pull us in, and then we'll talk about it out loud. Yeah, and we'll go from there. <clears throat> But I was not surprised. Caleb Williams left Oklahoma, or he—he's leaving. Did you Oklahoma. read his press release? Though? I did. No, no. He said that this the NCAA requires student athletes to do it a certain way. So he's trying to follow protocol, and he's trying to do it that certain way. That's all he's really saying. Is it to see what's the best situation for him? He's got to get in the portal. He has no choice. The man is making him getting into the portal. Really, right? right. He—he's innocent. That's what Caleb Williams is saying. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, look, he signed. Oh no, 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 no! There, it's the I, I got. Yeah, we we work around that. Um, oh, okay. yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no, no! I was like, whoa! Because for a minute there, I was like stunned. Um, he signed with Lincoln Riley, who happened to be at Oklahoma, and Lincoln Riley is no longer at Oklahoma. And therefore, Caleb Williams has less interest in being in Oklahoma. I do think that it it's it it should be. Here's the, I, I'm gonna go two things on on Jeff Levy. One positive, one negative. The positive is that Dylan Gabriel was willing to follow him wherever. The negative is that I don't think Caleb Williams and his family were super impressed. And so, if you're Jeff, you got to figure that out now because if you want to be a head coach at the Power Five level, you have to be an elite recruiter these days. Or have a staff full of elite recruiters, or preferably both. If for whatever reason, Caleb Williams has been fairly frustrated since the moment that the new staff was named. Yeah, publicly. Yeah, if you read through some social media, and sure, can have any kind of understanding of body language. He went and played the game. Yeah, sure. And then when the game was over, he's like, "I'm out. Peace." And so he's out. I anticipate, based on literally everything I've been told including talking to a pretty high-profile person on Sunday who would know that um, Caleb Williams will transfer to USC. I, I, I will be... Oh, I'll be stunned. I'll be you. stunned if it's not USC. And if you told me it wasn't USC, I would tell you, oh, wow, Georgia did it. LSU. I would say Georgia. Okay. But maybe LSU. And so here we get into the whole NIL thing. And this is where you'll have to fill me in on the Darren Ravel, Josh McQuiston feud. Caleb Williams is going to get massive NIL deals wherever he goes. He doesn't even have to worry about it. If he goes to Georgia, if he goes to LSU, if he goes to where I think he's going, which is USC, the, the, the money will follow. 
He would get the money at Oklahoma, and Oklahoma said as much in a statement yesterday, which was bizarre. What'd they say? Oklahoma put out a release. Oh, I didn't see this. Oh, yeah, about how they appreciate Caleb and blah, 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 and they're still working to put together an attractive NIL package for him. And Oh, publicly? Yeah. Well, hold on. Hold on. On, to, hold, on, hold, on the twatter. Hold on. Who said it? Which account? It was, I think Oklahoma football. Because I got a little problem here. And it kind of dovetails into what we're talking about. Where is Oklahoma football on Twitter? That's one of the few times that the lack of pre-show. Um, okay. Well, there's a lot today that like people are asking about Zach Evans. So while you're looking that up, I'll give you the fast Zach Evans update. I've got a story in the system that I wrote on Sunday. I just changed the word yesterday to Monday, and I've already gone in this morning and changed the word to Tuesday. I don't know. Last night I made I, I'm, I'm mad at myself because last night he went Instagram live for a minute, and I happened to hit it, and it was just him singing a song. Yeah, I mean, did you hate yourself for a second? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean. You could ask him some questions in the chat, though. Why don't you start? No. Why don't why, why? just no? I, why? That's those. Those are the people that like. I hated myself, but the people. All in, you had to do was open up the keyboard, Neil. The just, people. Hey, in, Zach. When you committing? The people. Neil McCready, rivals com. The people inside. Good to see you. The the chat uh-huh. who were telling him where to go. Those you are losers. You 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 have no life, and God bless you. Well, Zach was going to go to Nebraska, but he saw Rebel 12 go, hey, nope, hottie toddy. He goes, you know what? Damn right. That's what would happen. Yeah, so the statement is here from uh, Venerables and Castiglione. And inside it, it says, uh, (laughs) we will continue to be engaged with him and his family on a comprehensive plan for his development as a student and a quarterback, including a path to graduation and strategic leveraging of NIL opportunities is the way they, 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 they write it. That's getting right up on the line to illegal. I mean, because yeah. the, the university is not supposed to have anything to do with securing I know. NIL opportunities. What you're quickly seeing, though, It is the wild, wild west. Yeah. Because, that, frankly, that is over the line. Oklahoma is essentially saying, we don't think the NCAA is going to do anything. And if they do, it won't be to us. There's a sense among the Blue Bloods I've gathered from talking to people. This is not me just talking off the top of my head or out of some any other orifice. Uh-huh. There's a there's a sense that from talking to people that the the blue bloods think, you know, they're probably eventually going to legislate this and dial it back. So until they do, but until they do, let's roll. And then if they make an example of someone, and they probably will, it won't be one of us. Like they'll take Toledo down for nil to show Oklahoma and USC that hey, you can't do this like this anymore. I mean, there's a decent chance like Middle Tennessee just gets the hammer for an NIL deal. I still think Kentucky's the one in the crosshairs. Because if, if they can actually get them and Kentucky doesn't have everything crossed, because it's like perfect. It's like Ole Miss. It's like, oh, you're getting the SEC school, but yeah, you didn't go take Georgia. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's, it's like that perfect middle ground. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's possible that Kentucky is a fast riser. I do. I think it's. I think it's possible. Meaning that, what? That Kentucky is no longer a bottom feeder in the league. 
that they figured out a way to be competitive at a higher level. Higher level. Higher, not the highest. No, but you tell me. If can... you said they're perennially the third best team in the East, perennial, with some odds at second on some years, I would buy it. Yeah, well, I th- that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. They're not Georgia. They're not Florida under Billy Napier. Well, I mean, I you think. and I have had this conversation where Ole Miss people will, you know, say, what do you think about next year? And you're like, I don't know, I mean, you know, seven, five, six, and six, whatever. And, and people are like, oh, well, let's go over the schedule. And I'm like, okay. And then they go, Kentucky, W. And I'm like, whoa, hold up. I'm not telling you you're going to lose to Kentucky, but what is it about Kentucky that makes you go, oh, yeah, that is an automatic W? Well, it's in Oxford. Okay. Who's your quarterback? Because I know who theirs is. Mm-hmm. And no, he's not a world beater, but he's he's there. I, I, and they've got a pretty solid identity. They lined up and played Iowa. They out Iowa to Iowa. Well, yeah, I mean, frankly, they were a better version of Iowa. Yeah, overall. Yeah, no doubt. Because they had a better quarterback. Yeah, and so they'll be physical again next year. It was not Hungry Like the Wolf. I don't know what song it was. Hungry Like the Wolf. That would have been funny. I would have been amused at that. But it was a, it was a rap song that I, I did not recognize. You weren't aware, aware of it? Uh, I just, I, I wasn't. Like I said, I was so angry at myself for actually being on it. That Was it a song about Steppenwolf? I don't remember. Okay. I don't, I don't believe so. Okay. I was searching the cabinets for the cyanide. I thought I deserved a dose at that moment. So what else we got? I don't. I mean, I have stuff, but I have like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the sign I think threw me off for a second. Yeah, I mean, that was all. Yeah, there are a few th- a few people who hate themselves more than me in, in on some recruiting things. The level that is required to get to the yeah, the lack of understanding how socially poor you are being. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, what it is. What a pathetic loser I am in that moment. It's it's hard for me to completely get past it. It takes me a minute to shake it off. Well, that feels a little strong, doesn't it? No. It doesn't? No, not at all. When you're on a recruit's live, Instagram live, in that moment, you are an absolute... You chose to click. You are an absolutely pathetic loser with no redeeming value in your life. In that moment, no question about it. On the list of more productive things you could be doing at that moment, the list just isn't infinite. You could spend the rest of your life making a list of things that you could do that would be more productive with your time than being on his Instagram live at that moment. Absolutely. And so in those moments, you are announcing to the world that at least for those moments, you are a pathetic loser. It's the it's coming that bothered me from Ravel's thing. He says starting quarterback enters the transfer portal, understandably with the Oklahoma coaching change question mark coming soon question mark. Stars of college programs entering the portal routinely to explore how much they could be guaranteed on NIL deals going to different schools. It's coming. It's been here, Darren. Yeah, it's not coming. So is Darren the, still the true believer type that he thinks you know, we're hanging on to well, some sort of a amateur model? They did it different there. They did. They lost. Like yeah, uh, they they're irrelevant now. I mean, he just. I really liked when he would just put stadium food out like ten years ago. 
it was a decent follow back then. I could like watch some. I, I, I like okay, fine. You would you would give me a thing where there was enough fruit on the tree that I could ignore all the other stuff going on. Now you're just. I mean, I've never been a Ravel now fan. You're caricature yourself. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't even. I don't. It, it, I don't it, get it. 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 I think it's. I think it's. I'm watching the car crash. I can't unfollow him because yeah. I. I just. I, I. I know I'm missing stupidity, and I can't help it. So it's. That's where I'm at right now. That's that's completely where I'm at right now. <sighs> I don't know. Plenty of old mess stuff uh, going on. Probably for a while now, if we're completely Yeah, we honest. probably should talk about DJ Durkin in a moment. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get there. Yeah. I hate to save that for like the fourth segment for people to like throw things at us. So <laughs> we'll uh, talk about that after I tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. <clears throat> Sorry, the underwriting processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understands your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by BroThrow. It's a social sports betting network, free to use. I was introduced to BroThrow back in the fall. It's a really fun, cool way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that saves you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more at BroThrow.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. You get 25% off all orders with the uh, promo code Rebel Grove. Promo code Rebel Grove, 25% off all orders of the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Also brought to you by Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system available in the market today. My computer just went haywire. Sorry about that. Uh, it's They stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. And we're brought to you by ACS, owned and operated by Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. Established in 2013, ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. If you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialists, ACS has you covered. They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. For more information or to get in touch with ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. And we're brought to you by Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. This week's property spotlight is on the Paragon Center in Ridgeland. It's comprised of 150,000 square feet of Class A office space located on Highland Colony Parkway, minutes from the new Costco, Walk-On Sports Bistro, and I-55. This section of Highland Colony is is experiencing, I should say, uh, substantial commercial growth. It's located alongside some of the most affluent neighborhoods in Mississippi. If you'd like to learn more about this great opportunity to house your professional office, call Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell at 601-586-3220. Podcast also brought to you by Nick's Tan and Associates, nickstanoxford.com for all your real estate needs here in the Oxford area, the buy side, the sell side. They will take care of you. I've used them multiple times. Give them a chance as 
well, 662-281-1200, nickstanoxford.com, and tell them we sent you here at rebelgrove.com. So uh, you made a couple different updates to the point that you needed Roman numerals after your updates yesterday on DJ Durkin. Yeah. Um, well, at one point I thought we'd have a, a number three. Did you? Yeah. You just held off? That didn't happen. Okay. I, at one point. You thought last, finality? At one point last night, I thought there was a chance at finality. Okay. Well, your uh, your 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 post, take it away. Where are we at? Um, and you know some stuff too, so I'm gonna, I get, do. I'm gonna get you to help sure. me out here. Um, I think he either has an offer or an author. An offer is imminent. Uh, there's a lot of to join Texas A and M to join Texas A and M as their defense as their defensive coordinator. They Jimbo Fisher has, per multiple sources, late has put all of his focus now on DJ Durkin and 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 I realize this creates a joke, but Texas A and M is quite confident that they're going to get him. And I. Antis- was today Tuesday? I, today is Tuesday. I I would think this is over by Thursday. It might it might be over today. Uh, one person told me last night that he thought it was basically basically done, and that Durkin just wanted to inform his players at Ole Miss the right way. Which means okay. because they're not in town, he's having to make some calls. Which, if that's the case, then word will start to leak out pretty quick because kids will get calls and someone will say something to somebody. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a lot here for DJ Durkin. I think you know we talk about players not being robots. Coaches are not robots either. They have yeah. lives and places and whatever. Uh, Neil and I both heard Durkin likes it here mm-hmm. um, a lot. Ole Miss and Oxford. Um, yeah. When I'm when, when I'm saying that, I think that we always talk about certain coaches having some different issues with Lane Kiffin's management style. He is not one of those. I think Lane left the defense alone. Told mm-hmm. him and Partridge to have at it and handle things, and they did a good job, especially after the Arkansas thing, which was tough that day. I mean, that that press conference did not do in DJ any favors. But beyond that, didn't do Lane appears, any favors. Either. That's what I'm kind of meant. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, he was left alone. They they got better. I think it's a pretty good structure from a standpoint of coaching. I think, I mean, and this is my guess, but human nature says he has some loyalty to Ole Miss because they gave him a huge opportunity after what happened at Maryland to kind of get him back in the game. He's going to be a head coach again. He needed one or two of these kind of stops and improvements and different things. Um, and frankly, I think he, that Ole Miss is going to be pretty good on defense next year, and Durkin knows it. I mean, I don't think it was one of those deals where, hey, I've got to go because they're going to fall off a cliff. I think Ole Miss is all right defensively next year. Frankly, I think they might get carried by their defense a little bit next they year, could. which has been a minute. I think – so there's uh, a couple of things here yeah. that I've heard. And, again, I don't – I've never had – trying to think if I've ever had a personal conversation with D.J. Durkin. Maybe pre-pandemic on that February, you weren't there that day. Were you there for the lunch thing? No. I want to say that I spoke with him for like 30 seconds that day. Okay. That's been about it. Okay. I know I spoke to Chris Partridge because, and it might have been I talked to Chris and not DJ because Chris's wife was trying to find a dance studio at the time. And you have knowledge. And I was like, well, I can help you a little here. (laughs) You you need help with the local dance scene? I'm your man. Um, So, I mean, he's going to, if he takes the A&M gig, he's going to walk into an incredibly talented room. And I think he can probably go back to run some of, 
I'm not sure that the three two six was his cup of tea. He did it because they needed to do it, and it was necessary. Yes, I'm not sure that's the defense that when he, he would like to go four three and yeah. play some defense. Is yeah, what he'd like I, to do. I, I think when he fantasizes about defense, it's probably not a three two front. It's probably a four three with some mix and match and doing some different stuff, and he can do more of that there. And then look, he wants to be a head coach again. Um, Mike Elko just got the job at Duke, coming off an 8-4 and four season at A&M. I've talked to people, and you have too, who have said, hey, look, if they keep recruiting like this, they can't help but win big. And so if he wins big, well, I mean, you see what – I mean, Dan Lanning just got the Oregon job. Dan Lanning, at 35, just got the Oregon job. That's because Georgia recruited super well and couldn't help but be great on that side of the ball. So, you know, what's the what's the faster springboard back to a Power 5 head coaching job? Is it another year at Ole Miss, or is it expand your resume and go to Texas A&M? And I, th- I think the, the consensus is that it's probably the latter. He needed that, and he needed time to pass. Frankly, because um, look, I mean, you can make the argument. Here's from an Ole Miss standpoint, beyond the Durkin standpoint. What does it mean? Say he does take it, this all finishes. I mean, if he doesn't, then great, it is what it is. Yeah. If he if he does, and let me make this clear. Yeah, sure. Because I know in the event that it happens that we'll get killed. I'll get killed. But you said. But I've never once said he took the job. I don't know that. I think he's going to take it based on sourcing that I've got and quite frankly nobody at Ole Miss yet has told me oh yeah no 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 he's staying mm-hmm. not one person Have has anyone at Ole Miss told you that, that oh nope. yeah no he's definitely staying nope in fact you've heard I was I was told that he was having a hard time making a decision but if a true offer came he would have a hard, really hard time turning it down right that's what I was told so that's where we're coming from. So what would happen if he left? My guess is that he would promote Chris Partridge. You have look, you have positives and negatives multiple ways. You promote Chris Partridge. You keep continuity on that side of the ball. You obviously make Partridge happy, who's one of your better recruiters. Um the trickle down effect is I think they would at least give strong I mean, I'm not predicting what Lane's doing because God I don't know. But I think they would give strong thought to promoting Marquise Watson. The way to do that would be to put him at defensive line, move Randall Joyner to linebackers. Yep. I think that's how you would make that happen, or I've been told that's how you would make that happen if that was the move. Um, and from a continuity recruiting standpoint, Marquise is a good recruiter. Um, there, there, there are some positives to that. However, I think Partridge would probably even admit that he's not the schematic guy that Durkin is. Um, and from a straight – plus minus of who's coming in and who's leaving, with all due respect to Marquise, it's a negative from with DJ Durkin to Marquise from an overall defensive experience and knowledge standpoint. Marquise is new. He's, he's never been on the field before. Um, so th- I think that's more your bigger worry is you look at the overall picture of the staff, if you go that way, and who's out, who's in, where the maneuvering has happened. And I think you have filled some holes in some certain ways to kind of keep everything moving in directions. But I I think that overall, it's an off season with at least a net loss on overall knowledge and experience from your from your coaching staff. And 
Does that matter? Does that not matter? I don't know. But that's what sticks out because you're it, – it, look, it does matter what roles are they filling and can they do those roles more than the big picture. But when you do look at who's leaving, who's moving around, that's a that's that, that's a thing worth talking about. The only other name that's out there is Kevin Steele, which had some momentum last week. On Sunday, I was told that's not real. It had to be a package, and it's hard to get packages together. Well, here's what's interesting is I talked to someone at Tennessee yesterday who was asking me about the whole Kevin Steele thing because he'd heard about Rodney Garner, and Rodney Garner, per this person, said that he said that Rodney Garner wants to get off the field, would accompany Kevin Steele in an off-the-field capacity, doesn't really want to be a defensive line coach anymore. Well, there's a GM job open. Yeah, and there's a GM job open. Now, is Rodney Garner a general manager? I don't know, but he's, a, he's an elite recruiter. At a lot of places, most notably Auburn. And he and Steele are super tight. Kevin Steele's 65. Are you bringing in a 65-year-old defensive coordinator right now? I don't know. And if you bring in Steele, you would in all likelihood, I'm guessing, lose Partridge. We're now getting into the total guessing area but i would guess it's that. not a vote of confidence when you don't make him defensive coordinator hence you would think he would look around more that's human nature more yeah. than source yeah i mean just yeah uh, if i feel like i'm up for a promotion <laughs> and i don't get the promotion and you bring someone from the outside in i'm gonna go well all right okay but i'm probably gonna start looking around yeah i've hit my my ceiling at that point yeah so my hunch is Lane focuses on continuity, is my guess, should a change happen. I mean, I feel, unless he can hit some in his mind home run, it feels like Partridge is the is, is the easy move here. That's what, It's kind of bottom line yeah. where I think it's at. And that's what I would expect, but I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, look, you can make the argument DJ Durkin is the best coach on the staff. I mean, you can get there. Well, look, if there's no tragedy at Maryland, yeah, he's he's probably the head coach at a pretty high profile program today. Or Maryland is in a is better different stratosphere. Yeah, sure. He had that program on the rise. They were getting ready to do something, and then tragedy struck. And I'm not minimizing the tragedy or or maximizing it either. It was what it was, and. But he kind of became the the fall guy for that. And his career kind of took was affected. It took yeah. a took a big dip and, and now he's kind of back to that level and I think he wants to be a head coach. And if you talk to people he's who know him and I don't, but if you talk to people who know him, they'll tell you that he is incredibly sharp. Everybody moves on. People like second chances, they like different things. He's gonna be a head coach again. It's not going to be a career-defining thing forever. Um, no, I think so, too. I yeah. think so, too. I think I think he absolutely will be a head coach again. He helped himself tremendously. I don't know that much of anybody even thinks he won't be. I mean, like, I was talking to, what was about, I guess, the Alabama week for the pregame show or one of our podcasts or whatever. I was talking to John Talty, the sports editor at AL.com, and it's more relevant because he's a Maryland grad, so mm-hmm. he's still tied in pretty good up there. And he was talking about that it, things had kind of softened even up there to – Hey, yeah, we get you weren't really like they're almost kind of helping him a little bit. Anytime there was ways to kind of go, no, let get, get, let him let him get it somewhere and move on. Well, it absolutely and, and was not his fault, right? 
I mean, it was under his watch. Yeah. And it's so, his fault under the realm of he is the leader. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he paid for it because it happened on his watch. But, you know, I was talking, who was I talking to yesterday? I can't. May have been someone at Texas A&M about that. And we were talking about how today, with all of the equipment that they put on the kids now, that you can monitor during those workouts, yeah. that that would never happen again. I guess never is an awfully big word, but the odds of it ever happening again are much Well, it was almost so the more the after effect because it was, you know, the strength coach or whatever, they basically they did not take the care of him needed once he went down. Yeah. Including the sentence of getting him off the field that Yeah. PR wise, just no chance. A nightmare. Yeah, it's that that comments can't overcome it. Oh, you're done. I mean, that's literally it at that at that point. Um you did remember to put up that Savage is the new strength coach. You know, so I did. I've confirmed that through multiple people now. Have you? Yeah. Wilson Love puts out his first Oregon tweet in the last few hours. Yeah. It's just when we do the strength coach deal. The, the old guy had no idea what he's doing. The new guy has a completely – a brand new technology that completely changes his strength and conditioning game. This guy. <laughs> yeah, this guy. This guy. The old guy didn't know what he was doing. The new guy, it's revolutionizing strength and conditioning. And for just nineteen ninety five, no, I'm kidding. Did you see the way State looked back in 09? Like, did you see that? I want those dudes. God, that guy's going to do so much to bodies. I know we beat them 41 to 24, <laughs> but did you look at those cats? Did you see them? Did you see those pictures? Like, dude, stop. You do get like that sort of like soft core thing as soon as the new strength coach's hair goes, Hey, yeah. look at that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's like the side by side. They'll take like his recruiting photo from he's a junior in high school to when he was like the sophomore in college. Go, he got bigger. We had no shit. Yeah. Thanks. All right. I yeah. used to love it. Like, hey, can you guys get some pictures of the strength and conditioning program? And it's like, So you want <laughs> porn? <laughs> is that essentially what you're saying? No. <laughs> yeah. What is the move there? Can yeah. you, can you? Hey, fellas, uh, my, the guys want some pictures of you guys shirtless. It, <laughs> it, here's the equivalent to that, and you're going to start laughing as soon as I say this. <laughs> One specific recruiting reporter who's no longer in the business um, would take the photos for, with an angle from under – Remember this? Yes. He would like get. Yeah, we'd be out doing this. Okay, for anybody's new or whatever. Back when we used to do this all the time, <clears throat> is he would. We're all sitting out in front of the Manning Center, and it's like a cattle call. I mean, there's kids coming in and whatever, and you would talk to kids. And like my my, my favorite kid from Forest always would come in and go, "Hey, what's this? You play defensive end." He's this tall. Yes. He's coming up to my nose, and he says, "Play defensive end." Yeah, no, wrong place. Yeah. So anyway. We would all take the pictures and do Who's the interviews, and it's like son. complete mugshots. Yeah. yeah, but he would almost he would get down and squat and hold the camera at this angle up to make it look like the shoulders were eight times as broad and yeah. like whatever. It, it is, yeah. frankly, it was kind of like the women now that do the selfies in certain directions to make sure they get whatever. But except the opposite, it was trying to make them look as big as possible, and yeah. all of them be taken on this weird forty-five <laughs> angle up into uh, oh, uh, 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 up into it. Oh, geez. So, yeah, memories. Oh. 
You miss those days? The old-timey junior days? No. No, those were the worst. Those were the days you hated yourself. Well, it would have been fine if we could have just been out there and done it our way. It would have been okay. We'd have missed one here and there, but for the most part, you could look at them and tell whether they were a D1 prospect or not. And so when... Well, you would get what I just said. Then you'd get a couple, another guy who would go, like, talking to the mother and go, are you a cheerleader? And it's like, oh, God, can we just do the interview? Can yeah. we just do can the we, interview? Can we just, can we just admit this is horrible yeah. and just get through it? I want to cut myself right now, so <laughs> yeah. can we just get out of here? No. That's... <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I'm 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 a little delusional today. So are you a cheerleader? Yeah. No, she's not a cheerleader. She's clearly his mother and stop. Selfie angles are very important. I agree. It just it was I at live, the time. I live with a twenty and an eighteen year old girl. I'm well aware of selfies and the angles. You know how to take the pictures when they tell you to take a picture? Um, yeah, I, I try to avoid that role whenever possible because they're very critical of your photographic skills at that point, but you can just be sitting at the dinner table having a conversation and all of a sudden one of them's taking a selfie for like an, it's, it just, it's kind of funny. Okay. Yeah. Cause I guess you're Snapchatting all the time. It's one of the reasons why, like you, you've put a home gym in because you didn't like going to the gym where the the younger girls were all hanging out, working out, and all that stuff, and taking their selfies. And yeah, just kinda... you felt like you were stalking, or even though you completely were not, you were. Even though I was making every effort. Yeah, you, you were the, you were the anti stalker, but yeah. but there would be no evidence at all of me stalking. Yet I always felt like they felt like people like me were stalking because, in large part, a lot of people like me probably were. Yeah. So no, it's just it's easier for me to go work out upstairs. Okay. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark N E S P A R C. Two packages: the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's nespark.com. Six six two two three eight three one five nine. Phone services available. Parental controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender, and much more. So call the office for details. Get the best in it around again. Six six two two three eight three one five nine. Got about six weeks until the ultimate of um, Hallmark holidays, Valentine's Day. So if you've got to go do the jewelry kind of gift, you need to, I recommend Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at lamonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer at 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or that area, call Southern at 662-429-4429. The College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest 
selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. Clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. Founded in 1997, Pinnacle provides detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and so much more. Investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan that is built just for you. It's mypinwealth.com. M-Y-P-I-N-N Wealth.com <clears throat> Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy 662-236-2222 They're right there on South Lamar and Oxford. They're also on the Square in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they take care of you with MedSync. Fill your prescriptions the same day each month so you have what you need when you need it. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery and it's all right there for you. They also also offer right-way meds to individually package your medication for those who need that, a huge step in some circumstances. So 662-236-2222. Let's see. What do we we have? Neil's going to break down college basketball for the next 22 minutes. I'm going to step away and I'll come back. Um, Washington football team announced they're going to name their team in February. February the 2nd. Is that Groundhog Day? That is Groundhog Day. Is it? Which be groundhogs? Couldn't they be they, back in the day? Their offensive line was the Hogs, right? They were, yes. Couldn't they just be the Hogs? Did you see where their stadium fell apart the other day? Yeah, it's a wonder that uh, no one Hurts got hurt. Wasn't hurt. Jalen Hurts included. Yeah, had to scare the hell out of him right there. Just... Might have scared the people that fell over the rail too. That... Oh, that too. Yeah, none of them hurt. Uh, it appeared that nobody got hurt. They all got selfies and stuff. With speaking of selfies, they all got pics with the Eagles quarterback. Oh, did they really? Yeah. To his credit, he stopped and helped people get up and then posed for pictures. I mean, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. I mean, he's like, to his credit. But, like, what 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 bar are we setting here that that is this? You cover athletics. I... <laughs> okay. Do you know where you are right now? Fair enough. <laughs> it wasn't a gimme, was it? No. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard a bad thing about Jalen Hurts, so I'm not surprised. But but do I am I one hundred percent would not have been the number there. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. Antonio Brown says hello. He was at he was at an NBA game last night, right? Was he? Yeah, I think he was courtside an NBA game last Might night. Might as well save your money, bud. Was it? Where was he at? Checks are not going to keep rolling in Brooklyn. I, I don't remember. That's got bad ending written all over. It. Yeah, yeah. It's actually incredibly sad because there is. appears to be no way that he is. Trying to solve his issue. No, he's not well. Uh, Steelers beat the Browns last night. On, yeah, I watched. On, on I watched you watched oh, Elon Payton. I did. You haven't turned the regular broadcast on all year, have you? Mm-mm. No, that, that's a. It's for me. It's perfect. It's a great group of guests last night, kind of going back and forth, back and forth. They have Bill Cower, they have Goodell, they have Snoop Dogg, and yeah, Snoop and was, Aaron Rodgers. Snoop was great, and Aaron Rodgers was great. The players have been really good yeah. they've had on this year. There's a comfort level talking to Elon Payton that they don't have talking to other people. They also get to just kind of watch the game and do whatever and whatever and whatever. Um, the best guests have been those guys who are incredibly knowledgeable 
And then the guys who, like Phil Mickelson, just wanted to interview Peyton and Eli and pick their brain about football and kind of do it that way. And that was kind of interesting, too. It, it gets it gets rough when Eli and Peyton are kind of told, hey, it's not something you're overly interested in in this guest. You've got to kind of fill time. That's the only place where it sort of bogs down. Yeah. That's the... Peyton still sometimes tries. He'll disrupt the flow a little when it's off topic. And he'll get back to, oh, hey, look, there's third and seven. Look at that. Look at that play as a crop, whatever. It's like, yeah, nobody cares, man. That's not why we're we're not here for that. We're just we're just chatting. Snoop Dogg gave Eli a death row records chain for his 41st birthday yeah. last night. Asked to be a Manning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, he was it's, funny. It's, it's Snoop was maybe the best guest they've had. Oh, you think so? He was way up there. Really? And I thought Aaron Rodgers was terrific too. I thought Goodell was good. Cower was good. It, it was good. It's 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 like I, I posted this on the board. What I like about it is you're just kind of hanging out at the bar with a couple of, with some of the, some of the guys. When you hang out at the bar with the guys, you're not really locked into the football game, except in critical moments. But second and eight with ten forty one to go in the second quarter, unless you're a big fan of one of those teams, you're you're watching, but you're not really watching. You know what I'm talking about? You're just kind of hanging out. And that's what that broadcast feels like. It was, you knew that, you knew they had, it had potential. You knew it had a chance. You knew what it needed to look like to get there. Early on, there was some kinks and they had it comfortable and all those different things. But what's amazing to me is that's a that's a tough thing to do for Peyton Eli, for host. I mean, for people who are not necessarily have a ton of experience in it. How quickly and seamlessly it came together and how every single week it felt like it felt like if it felt comfortable in a good way and like they weren't just kind of regurgitating the same thing over and over and over again. It really, really worked. Now the problems that the other networks have had is, is they see that it's working, but you don't have Peyton and Eli, so it's hard, so hard to replicate. You can't just go grab two dudes and go, hey, do this. No, they've got to be high profile people. And getting them to dedicate that amount of time because from a straight money was it producing standpoint probably not anything crazy now they're doing a playoff game are they doing a playoff game that's the impression i got last night i would love and they won't do it because they'll be there socializing i would love to see what their numbers would get like on a super bowl and there's no way but i'd love to see it you'd watch it that way yeah for sure Unless the Bengals are in it. It's my lifelong Bengal fandom. Hey, we win the North. We won the North in year one of fandom. Your Bear fandom lasted one year? They they suck. They're so hard to cheer what? for. What's that? They're, they're just hard to cheer for. It lasted, yeah, a little over a year. YouTube blocked a comment for saying that they had a bit for saying Peyton has a big, ugly head. Oh, is that right? YouTube's pretty strict. That's 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 a... Well, it blocked Avery yesterday. I think it was Avery for just putting steak knives in the thing. It's like, yeah, we can't use all the emojis. YouTube been blocking that. Speaking of knives, did you see where OJ Simpson was critical of Antonio Brown for walking off the field? Is that like, you can't do that? You just can't do that. I'm like, okay, I OJ. saw he had tweeted something. I did not click on it and listen to it. How tone deaf? What did he do? He was very critical of Antonio Brown. Really? That's how you got segued. Speaking of knives, well. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay 
But I would be all in on Peyton and Eli doing Bama Georgia now. But there's no way. No, They're not doing college. No, no. Because they'll do that coaches thing that they always do. Yeah. That is a worse version of this. <sighs> yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I, I don't mind it. It's fine. I might even turn it on for a minute depending on who the coaches are. Do we know? I don't. Do we have the list? I, I've not seen that list. I'm kind of curious. Do we know that yet? I've not seen it. Coaches for the national. What's it called? The mega cast? Isn't that what they call it? Sure. Is that right? You're asking the wrong person. Film room. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the, what? The OJ jokes. Well, I mean. <laughs> Sorry. It's not funny, but it is. I mean, it's not. It's not funny. At all. But. But. No, I mean, the guy led us on the field in Cincinnati. Of course we became fans. Yeah, so they're doing, uh, for the mega cast. What? The Bengals guy led us on the field. Oh. So we, we're fans now. Really? Yeah. yeah. Carson loves Jamar Chase, man. Does he? Yeah. So we you get to choose between these options. Main telecast, command center. I don't even know what the hell that is. Skycast, it's like the big thing. Yeah, I don't really like the Skycast. The all 22. Okay. Which is good if you're in that mode. But I've got to really care about the all 22. I, I like that it's an option. I love that it's an option. Sure. But. Okay. Alabama hometown radio while no. you watch the game. God, no. You good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hell no. You have all these. <laughs> you have all these options, and it goes. This is Eli Gold. It's like, no, what, no. what are we doing? Nope. Georgia hometown radio, which both those are on some sort of version of the SEC network. So. Sure. Um, and then at halftime, you can stream the marching bands if you would like. That's those fine. Are, so who's, who are the coaches? I'm, I don't know. I'm looking. I don't know that I even. I don't know that they've told us yet that I'm. That I'm <laughs> I mean, they could, like, mail it in and just give us, like, Chizik and people or something. I mean, I don't know. Usually they give acting head coaches. Yeah. I don't know. I can't okay. find it. You would think they would know that by now. I'm sure Freeze is trying. He's been on it before. Oh, yeah. At least once. Maybe twice. You think they know if they can't get other people, they just go, hey. Yeah. There are people who would do it, for sure. And he's been fine on that. Oh, yeah. He's fine. He's fine. It's whatever. There's plenty of criticism. That's That's... Not necessarily one. Your frustrating thing with that is a couple. Some of the times, the people that are really good, if they actually started talking, you it, it's a room full of coaches and obviously successful people. But you have a couple alphas that take over. Yeah, and they go, "I really like that dude, but he won't talk over you." I mean, you, right. you, you have a couple instances where a couple of them just kind of go, uh, uh, "Like you can sort of see Dave Aranda sitting there and finally just going, i 'I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to focus in on the game and watch the game.'" I'm not in y'all's dog and pony show. Nope. Go ahead, and it's it's all it's all because I'm. It seems like Cutcliffe was kind of that way. Like I had kind of like thought, but yeah, y'all. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I'm. I'm good. And of all the people that would probably dominate a chalkboard, Cutcliffe is way up there. At yeah. least it's no longer a chalkboard; it's a whiteboard now. It is a whiteboard now. That is a 
That is correct. So anyway, I don't, I don't know. So they don't have. They're not doing the one this year where they just had like the people sitting around like the room, kind of their version of Elon Payton. As I told you earlier, you were asking the wrong person. I I don't okay. know. Okay. I mean, I'll turn it on, but I don't know that. I'm not glued to that game. You glued to that game? You locked in for Alabama-Georgia? I mean, locked in, like, it's, I'm not missing this? It, frankly, it's got to be close late for me to stay up. I, I'm the same way. I'll go to sleep before it ends. I kind of feel like I know what's coming, and I just, eh, it doesn't, What's coming? Alabama wins by 10 to 14. Oh, you think so? Well, no, the other day you told me the motivation thing yeah, and all I that. Know, the, you quarterback, were, you, the quarterback is the quarterback. He's not shown any ability to beat those teams. He's played Alabama a couple times now, and the result's been the same. So what's Georgia going to do to make Stetson Bennett better against that defense? Well, they, in 18, it took a miracle for them to lose. But, but what's, what's, what's Georgia going to do? Like, I'm cheering for Stetson Bennett. You want Georgia to win the football game? I would love for Stetson Bennett to shut some people up. He was involved. I have kind of. Okay, so I'll, I'll, t- I'll yeah. tell you this. I'll tell you all this. Right, I don't right, know right. anything about Stetson Bennett. Okay. But I know someone uh, in Fayetteville who was, uh, he was one of the finalists for the Burlesworth Award. And they brought, it was him and the kid for Arkansas and a kid for Troy were the finalists. Okay. And they were, it was the Monday or Tuesday after the SEC championship game, you know, the awards week. And so he was in Fayetteville that day, and there were some people that were around him who really raved about the person, Stetson Bennett, okay, who had just lost and fairly played fairly badly against Alabama and taken a lot of heat. And they were talking about how gracious he was and charming and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm kind of cheering for him. I like his story, but it doesn't change the fact that he's an undersized guy that's going up against Alabama and that's not how you beat Alabama I'm torn from the standpoint Bennett I would kind of like to see win for sure um Alabama losing is fun typically yes but it's Georgia and I kind of like Kirby not winning a title I'll give you another hot take I really like Kirby not winning a title and we know what Alabama winning titles is like I'm gonna give you a hot take we're all used to it we're desensitized to it so I'm kind of pulling for Alabama because I go I know what that is y'all go ahead and win again I don't want Kirby to win one well I'm gonna give you a hot take now okay sure one of the things that multiple people have said that Arch Manning is wanting to do is to be like a finishing piece for a championship team. Okay. One of the negatives for Alabama is that they've won 8,000 championships in the last four weeks. Okay. This is a hot take. And if Georgia wins a championship, does it make them a little less attractive to sign with the team that just did it? than it would be if Georgia lost and you get to sign and go, I'm the missing piece. You guys haven't had a quarterback. I'm your quarterback. I don't know. Just a thought. Brian, why are you pulling for Alabama so hard? He doesn't like Georgia. Oh, it's just a Georgia thing? Yeah. Okay. I guess that's true. You hate both of those teams. So. And you've seen, I mean, look, Alabama, Alabama's, they're going to be even better next year. We're going to do the whole, is Saban going to retire if they win? And the answer is no. 
Kirby can't beat Nick yet. Got close that one time. We'll see. I know who I'm picking. What? Did you find yourself pulling for Georgia or Michigan? The game was over so fast that I never. You had, never got to I that never point had time where you to had get to. Em, I, I never had time to get emotionally involved. I, I yeah, it wasn't like the Iowa Kentucky game where I was like kind of caught myself really cheering for Iowa at the end. Yeah, or the Utah Ohio State game where I was really hoping that Utah could find a way. Yeah, that game was over so fast that. You just, whatever. This is like you watched Alabama and Cincinnati, and you're like, bless the mouse's heart, the snake is going to kill it. <laughs> it was kind of your prototypical Alabama game where you went, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, you Because they didn't even play that well. And you're whatever. like, son of a bitch, the mouse is still alive, but he's really dead. He's not dead yet. Not, is the end. But he's dying, yeah. Yeah, there is a difference there. I mean, look, there's a lot of different reasons for Georgia, Alabama, Ole Miss, Texas, and this Archman anything. But Ginger makes a good point. Ole Miss has missing pieces, but it's not a quarterback. They just had a Heisman caliber quarterback in yeah. ten and two. Yeah. Like that's different than everything else is there. And of all positions, they can't get a quarterback. Yeah. Frankly, because they keep running off the wrong ones. But Justin Fields is not like yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of my point. Like, there's no sympathy here. Like, he was like, I was there. I was literally there. I was. And you played. You I know. was in the uniform and everything. Yeah, there's, there's just something with Kirby that I just can't quite. Come out. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a fan. I don't even know why. I just. That's interesting. Is there somebody else in the world that you're like in in the world of coaching that you catch yourself cheering against for no particular reason? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean. Because I, I feel like I do that. I'll watch a game, and I will have to – I don't know if it's because I need an interest or something, but I almost like, okay, I really like that team or not that team. I, mean, I don't give a shit. Like, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Like, when – I mean, Indiana plays Illinois. Like, why do I care? I don't I mean, you know. I mean, like Tom Allen, bad mean? example. but it's like a great game. Yeah, sure. Okay. The battle of the eyes, baby. But, like, I mean, rain, two random schools. Washington State, Arizona. I know shit about either team. Yeah, but yeah. I'll find myself going, yeah, Arizona uniform's pretty good. You end up cheering for a team. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, time. Washington State. Oh, you asshole. Like, well, you almost feel sorry for Washington State because you go, you guys live in Pullman. Like, is that as depressing as I think it is? You need good things to happen. I'll pull for you. It's all good. I, yeah, I don't know. Something about Kirby just – I think it's because when he first got there, he tried so hard to emulate Nick in a mm-hmm. way that wasn't authentic. Yeah. And it became this robot and almost in a vacuum a failure. Because it didn't work. He seems to have backed away. He has. From that. He's he's become his own person. Because yeah. look, they have similarities. They have tendencies. Yeah, sure. And he gets credit for the crazy ass recruiting machine that he's putting in place. I mean, it, absolutely, it, it happened. I mean, yeah. it's it's being allowed. That's not his fault. Um, but there's just yeah, there's something about him that just. And did we ever get a, a reason why they were so out of sync? It doesn't matter. We're going to break. We're talking NFL in a second. Um. While they were so out of sync at the end of the first half where he was yelling at Bennett to hurry up and Bennett was doing nothing to hurry up. Like, how how was that level of miscommunication, I think? I don't know. By that point, I was checked out of that game. Well, it only caught me off guard because I'm like, oh, they don't care. Like, they have enough. They're they're good. But Kirby's losing his mind to hurry, hurry, hurry. But he has a timeout. He doesn't call the timeout even. 
And then Bennett's like, no, oh, whatever, just run the clock out, like whatever. And I mean, Kirby was all over his tail after the after the clock hit zero. All right, random question here that we didn't we didn't talk about. Okay, sure. <laughs> Sammy talks about our range. Did did any team school coach either positively or negatively do anything in the bowl period to change your view of him slash them? Um, I got I got a couple. Uh, it's not really a bowl thing, but an overall season thing. I have completely gone a, done a one eighty on Shane Beamer over the last few months. Yeah, um, that's one for sure. Well, and just frankly, his comfort in his own skin. Yes, he goes after Dennis died. He does all these different things that. By the way, I mean <coughs> that moved him up a few rungs <laughs> well, right there. That moved it? a lot of things. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Felt something. <laughs> Woo. That's a tingle. And then Dodd deletes his tweet. <laughs> yeah. Of course he does. Of course. He's such a. Of course he does. He still has not revisited. Such a word that I can't He still has not revisited show. with that Illinois statistician that said everybody was dying over the course of last football season. They guaranteed at least six deaths. At least six. Do we get there yet? We have not revisited that at any point. No, he deletes the tweet from Shane Beamer. It's a freaking bowl game. They're supposed to be fun. That is the whole purpose. Well, and that's what Shane was basically saying. Matter. Was he's like, I don't know. Have we gotten to the point where it's entertaining to watch mayonnaise dumped on yes. a grown man? Yes, we have. Yeah. Yes, Dennis, we're there. It made my day better. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we all laughed at it. I mean, because Shane Beamer hates mayonnaise the way that I hate yeah. mayonnaise, and he was he literally dreaded it, and yet he did it, and it was funny, and it was the Mayo Bowl for God's sake. And that's the other thing that I can't stand, by the way. The people that do this, like, because people are going to watch the Texas Bowl tonight, which is meaningless except for the fact that it's football. The same people who, when football season ends, they're like, oh my God, it's eight more months till we get to watch football again, are bitching about bowl games. No, bowl games are great. Bring me more bowl games. Oh, yeah, all of them. When Rutgers played at five and seven, did, were you upset? Did it bother you? It didn't bother me at all. It was on. I kind of half watched it, kind of half didn't. I don't care if you have a loser bowl and bring the two worst teams in the country together in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and call it that. I have no problem with it. Cool. No one makes you watch it. These people that get on that high horse, bowl seasons have been diluted, the bowl games. Stop. It's much the same way I'll never criticize the kid that opts out or the kid that opts in. It's the bowls. Do what you want to do. But when a team like South Carolina that hadn't been to a bowl in a minute embraces the Mayo Bowl completely and wins and everybody's excited for the kids who last year went through a really crappy season and a Dennis Dodd goes, you know, what have we gotten to the Shut up. From the same game, negative on North Carolina, you had Sam Howell and put this season together. It- yeah, I'm out. I'll give you a negative. Um I'm I'm fast turning on Penn State. As Franklin winning? As oh. I think they're just mediocre. Like I know they weren't excited to be in the Outback Bowl or whatever, but they got pummeled at the line of scrimmage in a way that mm, Iowa wasn't excited to be in the Capital One Bowl and they didn't get pummeled at the line of scrimmage. Wisconsin wasn't excited to be in the whatever bowl that was in, and they didn't get pummeled at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. 
Michigan State didn't have Kenneth Walker, and they didn't get pummeled at the line of scrimmage. No. That's kind of like, whoa, what are you guys? I think you've taken it. Purdue, for example. You know, that Purdue-Tennessee game was every bit the great game that I think we kind of thought it would be. Yeah, it was a good game. And Purdue held in, held in there at the line of scrimmage. You watch Penn State at the line of scrimmage, and you're like, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Because <clears throat> Arkansas in the first half was abysmal. And they kept trying to throw the ball, and it was a nightmare. And they're like, screw it. Let's just run right at them. And they did in the third quarter and dominated the game. And I took more away from Penn State than I did in that moment. I'm like, kudos to Arkansas, nine wins, two years after whatever that nightmare was before. I mean, congratulations to them. But the takeaway for me was more about Penn State in that game. And then the, on the positive side, it's Dave Aranda. Really? I Just was, the whole week. I was really impressed with yeah. his team that week. And we talked to, what, 10 of their players, both of the coordinators, and him a few times, and that was impressive. They that As a program, they were as impressive as I've seen in a long time. They were. Knowing who they are, that's what college football is about, is knowing kind of, not really who you're laying because that's limiting, but just knowing who you are, yeah. kind of maximizing and be efficient with what you are. Yeah. And he's done that. Yeah, a, a, a team that <clears throat> adopts their head coach's personality. And, and I used to think Aranda was kind of robotic. And in some ways he is, but there's a, there, there's a lot of emotion about him too when he talks about his team and stuff. Like Everybody's like, hey, dumped that water on him and he didn't change his facial expression. And that's, to me, more kind of funny because when you hear him talk 10 minutes later about his team, his voice cracks a couple of times. I mean, he 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 loves those kids. He loves that team, and those kids love him, and you could feel it. I mean, it was it was pretty – even through Zoom calls, you could you could tell that that was a pretty locked-in group. That was a special group. I don't really know what I think this means because I think that that schedule's weird next year. We think that they don't necessarily have a crazy – low floor or high ceiling Mississippi State. Mm. But State's last two games, State historically, and I mean this just realistically, they get huge up for Ole Miss and they try to win bowl games. Yeah. Like They kind of try to maximize the things that give their fan base joy, if you will, at their level because and, they're never going to go 11 and and Momentum through an offseason. Yeah, and Ole Miss was up 31-13 to in their game, controlled it throughout pretty much after State started dropping those passes at the end of the first half. And Texas Tech just pummeled them. Too straight where you kind of go, I think they're okay next year, but mm. there's... Well, like, we, we'll do it... Something there. We'll do it a bunch over the next eight months. But, like, you look at the Ole Miss schedule for next season, and there's a couple of wild card games. And I keep trying to make the state game a wild card game because it's the Egg Bowl, and we have a lot of questions about Ole Miss. And You can throw the records out. Except you can't throw the records out. No, yeah. And and I look at them and I'm like, okay, well, it's third year with Rodgers at quarterback, but then I watched Rodgers at the end of the season and he wasn't particularly good. I mean, Texas Tech mauled them. A team that fired their coach. I mean, that was the Louisiana Tech coach coming back and just throwing a game plan together. Derek Jones, the former Ole Miss yeah, player, yeah. was kind of running the defense and he's employed by Virginia Tech right now. I mean, that was not – Laser focused guns up, boys, and they go to Memphis. Memphis, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, Lubbock sucks, but it's still just Memphis. 
Yeah, they were juiced up in Miami for the week. And yeah. Hey, guys. Say, hey, we're going to the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> Not everybody gets to play in this stadium. And they just whipped them in a way that if I'm a Mississippi State fan, it's alarming a little bit. So the Egg Bowl's been over for a month and three days, and either we're not over it or we didn't get up at all for this. That's that. We talked about Ole Miss 9-2 against State when they go to a bowl game since 2000. I didn't say when they won 10 games. I said when they went to a bowl game. Yeah. Meaning when they are 500 or better, 9-2 against the Bulldogs. If you've got your stuff in order, you win the football game. Well, I mean, I've said this since I've been here on this job, and sometimes I've made people mad. But for Ole Miss, the the, the path to being consistently relevant mm-hmm. absolutely includes beating Mississippi State and Vanderbilt every year. Yeah, and then go from there. Because I don't know that you can get yourself into a place where you're like well, – Look at next year. You get those two, that's six. And then you're just doing the yep, – from, from there, everyone you get is just an extra level. Right. You take away the oh shit, and then yeah. you start moving from well, there. Because you look at the second half of the season, and you've got Alabama at home with Bryce Young and presumably Anderson and those cats. They're going to be very, very good. Obviously, you've got to go to LSU. First year coach, they, they'll be motivated. You have to go uh, to Texas A and M and all their talent, and they'll circle you next year because you 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 kind of ruined their season. Mm-hmm. You got to go to Arkansas late in the year. You've you and I have been to Fayetteville late in the season going poorly for a lot of teams. I mean, I was at that game this year when Arkansas played Mississippi State, and it was November, and it was sunny and pretty, and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know this happened here. Because usually when I'm there in November, it's raining and cold. And they sort of embrace that. And visiting teams typically don't. I mean, I've covered a good Auburn team getting smoked there. I've covered a a good Ole Miss team that got beat 30 to nothing there. I mean, that's, that's not a freebie when you go to Fayetteville late in the season. Yeah. If they're any good, and I think they'll be fairly good. So you look at the season, and that, that Mississippi State game at the end is potentially really big from a bowl pecking order kind of thing. And as much as I try to make it a in my mind, I try to go, okay, well, that's going to be a toss-up. I still kind of go W for some reason. Yeah. Be three in a row. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnston Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com, right there in White Oak Lane, Sweet B here in Oxford. They've reopened today after the uh, – the holiday break. It is a local cheese shop making all their cheeses in house. They uh, have them in their uh, in, in their cave there on site. They uh, also use brown dairy farm milk for most of their cheeses. You can find them at 662-419-9201. You can set up a cheese class, a max of twelve people if you're in town. You can uh, learn how to put things together, learn about the different products, and much more. Call them again, 662-419-9201. Cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com or go to their website. You also get free shipping on orders of $100 or more. Again, johnstonhillcreamery.com. Podcast also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John is part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values and unique benefits simply not available to other travelers. What you do is you get in touch with him. You give him some parameters. You give him a budget. He knows about all the closures and what's open and vaccine requirements and um, all of those things that – Frankly, we're all tired of, but it's part of our part of our life, certainly if you're traveling. And um, John can, can help you with all of that. Just give him parameters and a budget. He's going to give you options. 901-494-3387 or jedwards at regencytravel.net. Also brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. Delicious menu featuring gyros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. 
uh, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, candlelit patio. It's all there at 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. And we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan is the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well at GrenadaNissanUSA.com. I'll have a mailbag up tomorrow. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573, or you can reach her at 662-842-3844. What are your goals for the year 2022? Does your company need uh, to find talent to meet those goals? Maybe you're uh, personally seeking a career change. Let this be the year to make the change, and your first step needs to be to contact Service Specialist Employment Agency. They're the oldest employment agency in Mississippi. They recruit in all industries. Remember, there's nothing to lose by reaching out. There's no cost to you as a candidate, and everything is kept confidential. Service Specialist wishes you and your company a successful 2022, and you can contact them at 662-832-832. 5138. And we're brought to you by The Rogue, your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. It's 4450 I 55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth and let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment. Financing is available at CorinthDental.com. Uh, let's see, NFL for uh, <clears throat> a minute as they're headed into the final week of the season, the playoff picture. <clears throat> Again, seven teams in each uh, in each league now make the playoffs. Yep. And for, uh, for that, there's a tie atop the AFC. The Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs are both 11-5 and five on the uh, on the season. As of today, the Titans have the tiebreaker um, because they beat the Chiefs, so they have the head-to-head there. Turns out that was a big win. That was a pretty big win. Um, Should hell break loose, I guess technically, well, I don't know how the tiebreaker should work. Kansas City is sitting, I mean, sorry, Kansas City. Cincinnati is sitting one game back at 10-6. and They have the number three right now. Um, They are tied with Buffalo and New England at 10-6. and New England, obviously, though, because they're in Buffalo, one of those will win the division and one won't. Uh, so Cincinnati's the three right now based off tiebreaker uh, conference games against Buffalo. And then Buffalo um, has the better thing over the Patriots in division wins. So that's how those tiebreakers are moving out. If the playoffs started today, it would be the um, Kansas City Chiefs hosting the L.A. Chargers. It would be the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Indianapolis Colts. And it would be the Buffalo Bills hosting the New England Patriots at this uh, at this juncture. In. All of them. You're, you're just totally in. Okay. Take me through those again. What, what are my games? Chiefs, Chargers. Totally. Bengals, Colts. Locked in. Bills, Patriots. Beyond locked in. That's your favorite of the three? Yeah, it's a great game. Teams still alive for the playoffs are the Las Vegas Raiders. They are tied with the Chargers there for that seven seed. They've, they've been plucky. 
and then I don't know. I, I guess they can't get in. I I, don't, I think it's over. The Steelers eight seven and one. Have they been eliminated? No, they're not eliminated. I don't think. Last night they were saying they is weren't. eight seven and one or nine and eight better. I don't know. I don't either. So that's what I'm not not sure of there. But um, those are the teams that are still uh, still eligible. I guess technically the Ravens are not out of it. They're at eight and eight. So I guess if they won and those other teams lost to get to nine and eight too. Yeah, someone was saying last night because they're sitting at eleventh right now. But the Steelers need Jacksonville to beat somebody. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Whatever. That's that's not our our area. We're just reading the games. The Saints uh, get in with a win and a Rams win on uh, on Sunday. Who do the Rams play? The 49ers. Okay. Yeah, Rams and and Rams and Saints uh, both have to win games. The Saints play the Falcons, and they will get the seven seed if those two things happen, no matter what. Um, which. So Green Bay's got the one wrapped up. Green Bay has. I'm assuming they have it wrapped up, but they're only one game ahead of the Rams. Okay. But do they have the tiebreaker? I have no idea. Didn't they play each other? Did they? I don't, I can't yeah, remember. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, Packers actually are thirteen and three, and one of their losses is to the Saints. Go figure. Um, the opener. The opener. Yeah. yeah. When we thought, oh wow, look at Jameis. Yeah. No. It's the biggest loss in the NFL, though, from a one injury standpoint. Oh sure, sure. The because Saints, the defense is good. The Saints would be a playoff team for sure. Not you? even a, a with Jameis right Winston, now. they'd be in the playoffs. Yeah, yes. they'd be like the five seed right now. So who who's the NFC? So the Packers would get the bye, as we said today. The uh, the Rams would play the Saints or okay. the Eagles. Okay. Either way, um, it's just those two teams that are in contention. The Eagles are in if the Saints or whatever don't do whatever they have to do. The Buccaneers would host the San Francisco 49ers today. Ooh. But now here's the catch on this: if the 49ers lose, the Eagles can end up in the six. Like there's some volatility kind of in that area. But either way, Bucks playing Eagles or 49ers. Like if that. I'm the Bucks, I'd much rather play the Eagles than the Niners. The Niners can be dangerous. Yeah, they're, they're, they can kind of mess with you physically. And, yeah, um, and then in your pretty much locked in at this point, I think it actually is completely locked in. The Cowboys will play the Arizona Cardinals in a first round game. Well, they just played last week, and it was one hell of a football game. The AFC games are more interesting than the NFC games to me, and I'm kind of an NFC guy. Yeah. But the AFC games are a little more appealing from from that standpoint. Bears didn't make it. They just missed mm. six and ten. I mean, just, just right. But there. they screwed up at the end. They're winning games at the end. Don't win games at the end, dumbasses. You weren't celebrating when they won the other day. That was dumb. I mean, the Giants suck, and you can't help but beat them. They beat the Saints. Yeah, but come on. The Saints have losses to the Giants and the Falcons. The Saints have quarterback issues that make life. They have difficult. a lot of quarterback issues. Yeah, I mean, the Saints could go lose in Atlanta. Oh. Because they, their quarterback play is just... Well, I mean, it, it, and like it's the gift of on high. If you, it, you like The Rams not getting a bye, which it sucks, because I still think that second seed should get a bye. I hate this new playoff format. But yeah. getting the Saints at home is about as good as you could do. You hate it, and I hate it, but the TV people love it, and that's why it's what it is. I'm surprised the Union was okay with it. Well, they did eliminate a preseason game. Which was a big deal for the Union. I get it. Actually, they eliminated two preseason games, they right? Did, yes. Yeah. That was a big deal. I get it. They didn't want preseason games. Yeah. They don't serve purposes. No, they're dumb. But I mean, on that, it's all, it's all good. The NFL playoffs are the best product there is from a playoff standpoint. Yeah. And it's not overly close. 
Although I'm still waiting for, I mean, everybody's going, oh, see, we don't need an expanded playoff in college football. Yeah, we do. Absolutely, we do. Give me the on-campus playoff games and I'm in. People are looking at it the wrong way. Like Saban gets asked the other day, can you uh, can you solve some of these semifinal blowouts by having more teams in the playoffs? And logistically, that makes no sense at all. Your quarterfinal games might be close in some ways, and it's more football, so we're all in. But it's not solving the fact that the two best teams beat the hell out of everybody else. Saban is against it for selfish reasons, and I don't blame him a bit. If I were in Nick Saban's shoes, I would be against it as well. He's got a team full of NFL prospects that you're having to convince them that taking the chance of playing more games is good for them. It's a headache for him. I, if I were at Nick Saban's shoes, I would be saying the exact same thing. But as a consumer, if you will, of college football, I want the, I want the playoff game on campus. Well, sure, but that's not solving a semifinal blowout issue. No. Georgia's still going to beat the hell out of whoever it is they play that week. Well, they had the wrong team in the semifinal. Now that you've watched the games, either Oklahoma State or Baylor would have been more competitive against Alabama than Cincinnati. Bless their hearts, they tried. Did they harm the group of five's ability to get in? Yes. Now, they're going to go to 12, so it's not going to matter. But Yeah, but no, no, they don't. Come on. No group of five team is ever one of the four best teams in college football. It just it's not possible. Well, it was kind of like, and I mean credit to him, he does a hell of a job. I'm just not criticizing. Ross Dellinger was talking about before the game. God, these Cincinnati fans travel. They have more people. It's like yeah, because Alabama's waiting to go to Indianapolis in ten days. Well, but I mean, I don't, if you get one, but if you get one trip or the other, sure. Bama fans go. Well, I'll just we're going to win that. I'll go. I'll do go to this. Indianapolis. Yeah. See what the media rate for the Indianapolis Hotel? Three eighty five. Yeah, so with the tax and all the parking and stuff, it's five hundred a night. Whew. And then everything's on Zoom. I can't watch Dexter because the other one, the original ended so poorly that I, I just refuse to do the reboot. I can't can't do it. Yeah, I've never they watched lost it. me completely at the series finale of the other. I've never watched that show. It was really good for a few seasons, but yeah, no. They when they did what they did, it was uh that was that was it. So All right. Uh there will be things happen today. I don't know what, but we live in bizarro world, so something will happen over the next 20 uh 23 hours or so. I've got a we'll Zoom with uh, I've got a Zoom with Kermit Davis in about an hour. Okay. Ole Miss and ba- Ole Miss plays SEC basketball tomorrow night at Tennessee. It's Ole Miss's first game since losing to Sanford, when was that? December the 22nd? 21st? 21st. It's been a minute since they've played. Yeah. Yeah, Tennessee tomorrow night from Knoxville for uh, for that one. Uh, Kentucky LSU tonight. Good good college basketball game. They're in Baton Rouge. I think Auburn, South Carolina's tonight. Is it? I think. Okay. Maybe Vanderbilt, Missouri. I thought that got COVIDed out. Oh, did it get COVIDed out? They traveled. I don't know. I saw a tweet where Vanderbilt was getting on an airplane. Didn't Missouri whoever was supposed to play Missouri? I thought Missouri had a COVID issue. Okay, no, I think you're right. No, that was that was state Missouri, wasn't it? Never yeah. mind. So Vanderbilt's yeah. doing something else. Whatever. Okay, that's fine. We'll look at that tomorrow. Got plenty of uh, got plenty of time. Just for you saying that, Vanderbilt just probably reinstalled new COVID protocols. Well, that's probably uh, they're very very worried about. Whew. 
All right, uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Hope all of you have a wonderful day. Check rebelgrove.com. We actually put news there. We should get credit for that occasionally. Um, there are things <laughs> up at the site. Um, so uh, there are snap counts this morning if you're interested. Have some more content later today. So we will uh, we'll talk to you then. Zach, Neil's going to sit around. He's going to wait on Zach Evans until he does something. He's going to get chained to the desk. So hopefully we have some news for that tomorrow as well. So have a lovely day. Talk to you again very soon. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.